Hey listeners, my name is Elisha, the founder of the Witnesses Podcast. It's so beautiful to have you listening to our podcast. And I want you to know something that that means a whole lot to me. Thank you for tuning in. And one thing I love to tell all of our listeners is, it's not just about you listening, but listening to understand. Understanding is the most important thing. So important. So, you have to listen, learn, and practice. Thank you so very much and happy listening. Hi, Sonia. It's so nice to have you on the show. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fine. Okay, you know, oftentimes, I love to talk about the essence of this show. Which is to invite amazing guests. Amazing guests like Sonia to come talk to us about their triumphant stories. Because we believe that in our audience, there might be someone who is talked up in a situation that Sonia came out of triumphantly. So, by that person or people listening to you speak, might actually pick an information that will lead to their transformation. So that's basically the essence of the show. So within the next few minutes, Samir, let us get started with your story, the challenges that you faced, now you overcame them. Then afterwards, I've got some beautiful questions for you. Okay, over to you, Samir. Hi, yeah, nice to meet you and uh, to be here. Do you want me to just uh, tell you a little bit about myself? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. okay. Yeah, so uh, my name is Sonia Kuro, and I am uh, the managing director at a software development company, and I'm also the founder of two uh, tech products, one called Menisano and the other one called Field Eagle. So I've been in the tech space for 18 years, uh, and I love working with startups that are looking to build uh, from scratch, have ideas, and want to figure out how to get it to market, or just um, have a product that's in market and are, and are looking to pivot or take it to the next step and are trying to figure out that, that road. So uh, I'm very engaged in that. Uh, on my own personal life, I was originally born in Portugal. I live in Toronto, yeah. Canada now. I came to Canada when I was 10. I'm the middle of five kids, and um, five, six years ago, I was actually diagnosed with breast cancer, so I'm a breast cancer survivor, and yeah, that's sort of a high level, who I am, and what I do. Okay, all right, okay. so let us get started with the questions. Um, are you ready? Um, are you ready? Yeah. All right, so... Um, how were you able to launch a startup while dealing with breast cancer? You got it? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I never took time off from work while I was going through my breast cancer journey. I continued working for a couple of reasons. Number one, because I have a lot of responsibility and I knew that my team needed me. And number two, uh, it was because I wanted to continue keeping myself busy and working gave me purpose in life. 
Um, and so l launching a startup while going through that journey was actually better for me because I was uh, hungry to live and have purpose. So the launch actually, um, I think if I hadn't at the time, if I wasn't going through breast cancer, it probably wouldn't have done as well as I did because I put all of this extra effort into it because I was dealing with going through a sickness. It did take a lot of work and uh, a team. I, I delegated a lot. I trusted my team to do the things that I that were on the list and, and, and everything that we needed to do. Um, but it definitely wasn't an easy process. However, the fact that I was going through breast cancer definitely gave it a bit of a, a upper hand, I, th I think, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Okay, you mentioned okay. your team. So what was it like? So what was it like losing your entire founding team and restarting all alone? That was hard. I think that's one of the hardest things I've 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 had to deal with because uh, along with that came this sense of abandonment. So you know you 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 have a team, you have a people who come up with this idea, and then you all decide to work on it together and slowly you start losing everybody that you know was originally part of that idea or, or that process and I got to a point where I was the last one left and yeah it's it, you know I had to make the decision do I keep going do I stop this is it worth it so I felt really alone and abandoned but then that 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 sensation also is what drove me to say no 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 I'm going to prove them wrong and I'm going to make this work. This is still a fantastic idea. I know I can do this better. And I did. And at the end of it, I actually realized that a lot of the blockages with the launch and the product was the team. Mm -hmm. And having a lot of those people or all of them leave ended up being a lot better for, for the company because I was able to step back look at it, analyze it, and then really look at the, the team that we needed in order to move it forward versus having a team that I inherited because they were part of the founding team. So it actually ended up being really good. The process was really difficult for me personally because I had these abandoning, you know, I felt like I was abandoned and I had to go at it alone for a while and I had to figure things out. And there was a lot of highs and lows, frustrations, but at the end of it, I, I sort of figured out the best way forward and, and, and it worked out. Worked out. That's so good. That's so good. Okay, let us talk about, okay, let us talk about um, women in tech. Women in tech. How, how can they be empowered? How can women be empowered in tech? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think women need to empower each other. That's I think that's where it starts. We need to empower young girls and encourage them to not be afraid to get into tech. Although it is a male-dominated space, there are a lot of women going into it now, and I think it's it's changing. But I do think it starts with, you know, there's a lot of men that are hiring women and encouraging women. I'm, I'm in the position I am because, you know, there were males in my life that, encouraged me and mentored mm -hmm. me and helped me get to the space where I am now. And mm -hmm. I'm always grateful for those individuals. So I think it's really a matter of 
if you're a woman and you're already in tech and you want to move up or you're a woman and you want to get into tech and you're finding it hard or difficult, find someone, whether it's a man or a woman, who is already in the space who can help you navigate through it so that you can be prepared for all the inner workings of being in that space. I think that that would really help. And also hang out in um, spaces for tech individuals. So like depending on the city that you live, you can look up stuff online. There's always meetups. There's always all kinds of tech events happening that are open for registration and go to those events and attend and meet people and have conversations and really start understanding how that world works. There's a couple parts to that world. There's the very nerdy part, which is like all where all the developers hang out and they're very, uh, you know, thinkers about um, development and product. And then there's, you know, the marketing part, part of it where it's like, we have a product, we have to market it. How do we go about it? So those are, that's the creative side of it. And then there's the business side of it. We have a business. We want to build in, we, we want to bring in investors. We want to build it out even further. There's that side of it. So there's tech is very, just like any industry, but tech can be very creative. So I, I say if it's a space that you're not in and you want to get into, go to those events and really start having those conversations and engaging with, with the with the space. Mm, beautiful, you know. Beautiful, you know. I love how you explain it. I love how you explain it. I was well explained. Okay, so the second to last question. The second to last question. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it says, how has okay, your life changed after going through breast cancer? That's a fantastic question. <laughs> My <laughs> life changed a thousand percent. Um, mm. You know, prior to breast cancer, I was a workaholic, number one. Um, number two, I was a control freak. I had this mindset that if I wanted something done right, I had to do it myself. And I, I didn't have, you know, I was a pushover. I didn't know how to build boundaries with people and people would step all over me. And I just, I don't feel like I had a really good balance in my life. After getting diagnosed with breast cancer, I had to really assess who I am, who I was, where I was, and what I wanted to do in a short period of time in case I died from this disease. And that gave me a lot of perspective, and it also made me prioritize my life and myself. And I realized that at, during, during that journey, I realized that I wasn't kind to myself, and I cared way too much about other people. I always put other people first before myself. And so that took me down the path of creating boundaries with people and really taking care of me because no one else takes care of me. I take care of myself. And when you're going through a disease, you have no choice but to take care of yourself. So, you know, I'm going through surgeries and, and uh, you know, medication and all this stuff. So I have to take care of myself. I have no choice. And I really don't have time to be worrying about other people. So that gave me some really good perspective in focusing on myself, building boundaries with people. But also it really helped me with, um, you know, my team at work. I learned how to delegate and trust. There's there's a difference between delegating and then and 
and trusting both like delegating and trusting or just delegating you can delegate and then micromanage because you don't trust them to get the job done but if you trust and you delegate you kind of give you delegate the task and you allow your team or that person to go off and perform or or finish it without being on top of them so i really learned how to delegate and trust and that's when i really started seeing that hey i don't if i want something done right i don't have to do it myself and so i really changed my mentality around that because before that's that was my mindset if if i want something done i got to do it myself i'm prioritizing what's right you know i'm i have a sense of urgency and no one else does so it really took me back i got to slow down a little bit you know still do my work but slow down and be able to take care of me and my health and i created a really good balance in my life because of it a balance that i continue to take on you know it's been 6 years now and i'm still doing it because i learned a really valuable lesson while that so my life very much changed i i think i'm a little bit more selfish now towards myself if somebody uh does me wrong i tell them and if there's something that i don't like i say it uh where before i would you know keep my mouth shut more and and be a pushover and and not speak my mind that has had negative effects to a certain degree but it is who i am now brilliant i love that brilliant i love that <laughs> okay yeah. so in conclusion okay, so, so now let's yeah. say there is a piece of advice you like to give to the audience you like to give to the audience oh that mm. be oh that be and let's say um there are some people there are some people who would like to reach out to you learn more about what you do how can that be possible how can that be possible yeah um so you can reach out to me uh through my website which is uh, sonyakuro.com so that's s o n i a c o u t o.com there you can find all of my contact information uh links to the product websites and also i have a podcast that i launched in january called uh tenacity with sonya c if you want to check it out it's a podcast about encouraging um where i have conversations with business leaders who have been there done it and now uh young entrepreneurs who want to get into the business world can learn from their mistakes so we talk a lot about failures and uh, how to overcome a lot of those things and um advice uh for anyone who wants to get into tech um i think just do it don't be scared uh you know i'm not a techie i don't know how to code um i'm never going to learn it that's not my forte but you don't have to be a developer you don't have to be super technical in order to get into tech if you're passionate about it if you have an idea for an app you don't have to build it yourself others can build it for you so if it's a space that you want to get into if you have a, an idea for a startup reach out to people like me and ask questions and we are always going to tell you you know how to go about it or give you good advice so i say just reach out you can reach out to me email me and i'll i'll always respond Beautiful. So that's going to be the end of the show. Thank you for honoring the invite, Sonia. It really means a whole lot. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in to this incredible episode. Your support means the world to us, and we truly value you. 
We look forward to having you join us for the next episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Your feedback is greatly appreciated.